Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Earthsea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Cherie Mack. The Earthsea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in the environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour, our stories, our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. And good morning and welcome back to the Earthsea Love podcast. And I come to you in the thick of it. It's half term here and so if there's any background noise, I apologise. But you know, I've got to fit these things in as and when. So we've just come back from the sea. Last week I managed to get in Monday, Wednesday, Friday and with this week being half term it was curtailed a bit but I knew by yesterday that I needed to get back in so I said to Ella, Miss Ella, yesterday, okay, tomorrow, it's a see, we're in early, you can bring your iPad, whatever, but I'm going in. So that's what we did and um Sometimes it's a battle and today I knew, I mean, it's cold, it's cold, it's grey, it's one of those typical autumn mornings, it's been raining, you can see your breath. Um, So here's me, once we get there, knowing it's going to be cold for Ella to just sit there, so I put my dry robe around her, give her my scarf and my hat, but she resists, throws the hat down. So in the process, I'm picking it up. And on this bench, they have um, a vase where you can, it's a bench, a remembrance of someone. Um, so I'm bending down, picking up this hat and my hair locks go into this water. <laughs> and it was sour water. And then my hair was starting to oh, smell awful. As Ella has now said, hashtag sour hair. <laughs> so, um, 
I wasn't in the right fettle getting into the sea and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to have to get it washed or get it wet while in the sea to get rid of that smell. I was thinking, no, no, that's going to be more, more hassle. So I put my Dreadscape hat on and I'm going in and it is cold, but I go straight in and then get myself all wet. And then while in there, there's three women and um, one of them shouts, get that hat off, as if I'm wearing it as some kind of, because I'm weak or, yeah, you know, extra warmth or whatever. And I just wanted to say, well, fuck off. It's got nothing to do with you. But I didn't. No, I didn't. I um, laughingly says, no, no, no. This needs to be on as my self-preservation because to get sand in these locks is so much so much hassle that I don't need right now I'd already got sour hair hashtag sour hair now I'm gonna get sand hair no I mean like even glitter Miss Ella loves her glitter getting glitter in my hair and it's there for months (laughs) and I do wash it but it's there for months Miss Ella goes to school with one hairstyle comes back with another so that means she's had her hair out at school and I have to remind her knits Knits are going round at school. Um, can't bring knits into the house. Knits come into the house, into my locks. It's gone. It all has to be cut off. Um, but, you know, this year I think I've relaxed that a bit because there's more deadlier things that could be caught at school this this year. So, um, yeah, we haven't had the knits conversation for a while. But I did. I did used to have um a number one and one inch wouldn't even call it was a fro maybe a skinhead with a little bit of a fringe at the at the front um because when when we had our first child afterwards my hair started to fall out and it was a case of like let's get rid before it all goes so I just woke up one morning and went to the barbers and got it all shaved off and um, it, I actually had a small head. I do have a small head. I don't do all this hair. And um, so, yeah. So there's some days that I wake up now with my hair all sore fingered and think, oh, wow. Do I have to tame this hair today? And then, you know, the temptation is you know, to get it all chopped off. I mean, also, you know, I'm in a new phase of my life sort of thing. And, like, you know, they do say you, you take drastic measures, don't you, if there's been a separation or, yeah, things have come to an end. You need to mark it somehow. So, yeah, the thought has crossed my mind. I'm just shaving it all off. And then there's that, there's that fear there. It's like, okay, I'm shaving it all off. And then what's left is this salt and pepper. Salt and pepper fro. This little fro here. And it's like, oh my gosh. It's an indication of even how, how old I have become. Um, how vain. Yeah. And <laughs> didn't start off to be my hair story, but you're getting it now. When I was younger, mum used to brush our hair and that was it she just 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 brush it with this soft brush and it would be just on the top layer sort of thing and like 
we were forever wearing bunches because probably our hair had just become locked in one big bunch. But mum was, mum was mum. She was gentle. She didn't want to hurt us. So let's just brush over the top. And then she had to get a new job that started earlier because my my dad had leukemia in remission and then not in remission sort of thing. So they swapped roles. So mum had to go out to work and he stayed home and looked after us. So the morning, the first morning she went out early to work, dad said, come, let me do your hair. (laughs) And he did not use no brush. He used a fine tooth comb. Oh my God. That morning is imprinted in my in my brain. It's you know the the body keeps the score, and that memory is there. It was so painful. He would put his big blue black yellow palmed hand on my head or my scalp, and then just pull down the hair with this metal fine tooth and then just pulling and yanking and getting out all the taps and I was crying I was crying for my mom to come back I was crying for him to stop and that felt like he was doing that for hours man hours I thought oh well then I may as well give up going to school today because I'm not going to get there on time and um so he did me and then he went on a shaving but that time he's like you get yourself to school so I got to well I slowly went to school because I was still crying and I know I went I can remember I went the long way round across the green field which was wet with dew and I was just like dragging my feet so all the the wetness was going on my shoes and my socks and on my legs and I remember picking dandelions and you know that milky white liquid that comes out of the stalk um I let it touch my skin and I didn't even care if that meant that I wet the bed as we used to say um because it was just like the whole landscape was just mirroring my mood and my feeling and it was like I was like being reduced to just water tears and like so feeling so sorry for myself and my head hurting and I just found those, the water and the tears in the landscape um, to mirror how I was feeling. And I got to school, right? And like, I was early. Like, they weren't even lined up or whatever. So I had had extra time. I just skulk around the yard in the rain now and like splash in the puddles or kick the puddles. <laughs> And it was just such, such a grey, grey day. Um, and, but I know, I know that since then, I went through the rest of my life and I never made, I made sure that I never got tatty again, that it never, never got locked up, that I could always put a brush through it or a comb through it because I didn't want to go through that pain again until, you know, now. <laughs> I would like to say like the last, how many years? Maybe 13, 14 years that I've been locking up my hair. And like, there's the the idea there of um, rebelling. 
against my dad, maybe. Like, yeah, if I want my hair locked, I'll have it locked. Um, and there's also, there's also that thing about any black woman out there will, will back me up on this. It's like when we go out into the outside, the air, when it hits our hair, <laughs> and it's out, it natural out, it shrinks it, man. It's like the, the damp in the air, the wind. Okay, so the wind blows it and it's up like sore fingers, sticks up, doesn't go back down. And then it just shrinks. You might have hair on your shoulder when you go out. And by the time you come back, it's around your ears. So I never used to be able to wear my hair out. It used to be, have to be in plaits or pinned up or protected in some way. So... Locking my hair was another way of just being natural, going out there and just letting it hang loose because, yeah, it gets blown um, and new bits of hair that hasn't been locked up, they still stand up. But the rest of it, you know, it's like it's sturdy against the weather and the elements. And um, that's that's so cool with me. It's like I can just like shake my head and go out. Um and that was the beauty of just having no hair as well. Um, you could just watch, wash and go, wash and go. And you know, like your hair hadn't moved or shrunk in the process of being outside. It was still where it was when you went out the door. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, when I think about that woman in the in the sea, it's like she had no idea. I mean, maybe it was maybe my swim cap dreadscapes swim cap was an offense to her or something like oh i can't be a real wild swimmer because i'm wearing my swimming cap she likes to go all natural well she had blonde hair and you know she could quite easily you know go back home get it washed get it blow dried boom nobody would know that she's been in the sea and it's not quite easy as easy for me um and maybe I taught her something today. Maybe I educated her today about having locks and the and the things we have to avoid or how we have to take care of them or whatever. So, yeah. Anyway, this didn't start off to be <laughs> a hair story, but the sea was good. Let me just say the sea was good. Um, and I think that was probably the last one of October. And definitely the next one I'm gonna get my gloves and my boots out I had them out once in September I think like oh yeah but like the last few times I've just wanted to drop my coat and get in and um yeah my my extremities have been feeling it so I know it's gonna get a whole lot worse so I've just been getting myself um fired up but storing up that body memory of yes it's cold um but you can do it and not getting to the point of um not getting too complacent but getting to the point that I weaken myself by thinking oh it's so cold and I need my gloves and boots on now it's a case of like we can endure a lot more or our bodies can endure a lot more than we think they can and it's the mind that gets in the way 
Um, yeah, so I'm very grateful for my body at this moment in time that I can get into the sea. And who knows how long for? Um, <laughs> I say that. We're in tier two at the moment in in terms of the British lockdown scenario. Um, the next tier up is tier three. And that's the most extreme. Why put on that British accent as well? But anyhow, it's tier three. You know, it's, it's, it is a lockdown again. Um, and I've been talking to people about this a lot recently. And I think that's heightened up my anxiety around the situation. Um, restaurants and pubs are still open here. Retail, of course, retail is still open and schools are still open. Oh, even though we're on half term, but we're due back on Monday. But if we go into tier three, the changes that restaurants and pubs will shut down because I'm really going to all of them in my life. I think I go out for coffee once a week. Um, and that's where somewhere I go where I trust. Anyway, so tier three, maybe. But that's not going to stop me going into the sea. Because we've had that scenario before. And it didn't work out well for me. So I will continue to go in the sea safely. And distanced from other people. Even within the sea. Even though some people trying to get closer. So yeah. So that's how we are at the moment. Tier 2. What else I'd like to say, because this is just a show about me rambling, if you haven't noticed. But the other thing that I wanted to say is this, this is the last one of October. And yay, we have managed to bring out an episode per week in October. Job done. Yay. Uh, and that was important after a hit and miss break, hiatus, um, and I hope that if you've been listening, that you can see that we've come back strong. And as it stands at the moment, between now and the end of the year, we have five, five episodes with conversations with me and other women of colour. Five to drop before the end of the year. And I think that is doable, especially as I like to have December mostly off and away from social media and, and away from outside um, commitments or responsibilities. I just like to hooger in place sort of thing. Um, and this year, I think it's even more important to get into a cosy little nook in home um, and, you know, just embrace the dark night of my soul. Um, so yeah, so the aim is to get those five episodes dropped. I do have some um, new one, new conversations that are going to be recorded in November, but as it stands, I think they're going to be coming out in 2021. We're gonna we we are having seasons. The Ocelo podcast is having seasons, so we're going to be finishing season one the first week of December, I would say. And then we're going to have a break through the winter and then come back probably in the spring. But we're already setting up um, conversations that we'll be having with some amazing women. I mean, amazing. I mean, we've had some amazing women on already, but 
you know it's just I keep saying it but this is a gift that just keeps on giving this podcast I'm learning so much through it and yeah mistakes have been made and and it's such a sharp learning curve but I think we're getting there and hopefully when we come back for season two (laughs) that um there's a more of a a proper schedule in place there's I don't know some system that so everybody knows where they're at within the process and everybody's happy because that's the whole point we want to keep make sure that everybody's happy and um you know happy and secure in what we create together because it is a collaboration this um the podcast um so if there's anyone out there who's listening and think, hey, I'd like to come on and share my story, please get in touch with us. You can do it through the website, that's earthseelove.com, or you can do it through Instagram, which is earthseelove. Um, but yeah, don't be shy, reach on out. And um, another thing that has been popping up recently has been my guiding word of the year and I might have mentioned it before but my guiding word of the year has been power and talking about lockdown during that period there was a time that I was going out almost daily and searching for the colour purple um because I just needed some top up to my own power and seeing purple in flowers was just doing it for me it was and I'd take some photographs and but I got really excited and I don't know a burst of energy some kind of energy transmitted from those purple flowers to my soul and made me feel so much better I wasn't even sure what these flowers I was looking at was were called um, and that's a you know another conversation that I've been having recently. Do we really need to know what objects are called out there in the natural world if if we gain such joy from the simple connection between them? I mean, you can still connect with other people and they don't know your name, right? They're connecting with you, who you are in that moment, whatever identity or person or personality you're bringing in that moment. So it doesn't matter if they know your name or not. It's how you're showing up, isn't it, in the world? And that's, and I think that's how I've been thinking about these purple flowers. You know, that back in my head, I think, really, you should know the name about them. And then there's the other one that's saying that, really? Do you need to know the name? Oh, that should and would and could. Mm. I hope you've enjoyed the episodes that have come out this month. I've enjoyed sharing them. I have indeed. And I hope you will continue to tune in till the end of the year. And then we can have a little break. Um, Yeah, who knows what Christmas is going to be this year another conversation see you in november take care and say stay
Thanks for listening to the Earth, Sea, Love podcast. Bye for now.